You are listening to the Cancer from A to Z podcast with Dr. Rosalind Morell, episode 13, Do I Need a Survivorship Care Plan? Hi, and welcome to the Cancer from A to Z podcast, where we discuss the issues and topics related to a diagnosis of cancer. I'm your host, Dr. Rosalind Morell. These podcast episodes are intended for informational and educational purposes only and are not a substitute for medical treatment by a healthcare professional. They do not constitute a doctor-patient relationship. Please consult your doctor or other health professional with any questions you have regarding any medical conditions. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cancer from A to Z podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I really appreciate you downloading this episode. And today, I'm going to talk about survivorship. And survivorship is a really important part of cancer treatment, and we really shouldn't forget about it. I mean, the statistics are really impressive. As of 2019, there were over 16.9 million cancer survivors. That is a huge number. And given that it is 2022, that number is more than likely even higher. And we can attribute that to earlier detection and screening tests such as PSAs and pap smears. And so we've really made a lot of progress. So it's really important to actually talk about survivorship. So what is survivorship and what is it all about? I think it is best to start with how we define it. And there are really two meanings when it comes to talking about survivorship or cancer survivors. One meaning is that a cancer survivor starts at diagnosis. So you are considered a cancer survivor at the time you are diagnosed, or some people consider individuals to be cancer survivors as they are going through treatment and then for the rest of your life. The second meaning or definition is essentially no signs of cancer after finishing treatment. Now, the term survivor is not necessarily something that people are comfortable with in terms of that word. And I think it doesn't matter how individuals actually see themselves or how they like to refer to themselves. I think it's a very personal decision, but... You know, we still talk about surviving cancer and and survivors, and we talk about survivorship care plans, which I'm going to touch upon in this episode. But again, it's a very personal decision. Some people like to say that they're cancer-free. They don't necessarily want to use the term survivor, but they like to say, well, I'm cancer-free or I'm in remission. So I don't really feel that it is important that we necessarily use the word survivor in all instances. I think it has a lot to do with personal preference. But what about survivorship makes it important? I think that's where I really want to go with this um, with this discussion. And it's important because cancer treatment is not just about the therapy. It's not just about the chemotherapy or the surgery or radiation therapy, but it's also about what happens afterwards. What happens when you are all finished with that treatment? And then, you know, what is it that what comes next, essentially? 
And for some individuals, this can be anxiety provoking because you're not necessarily seeing your doctors on the same regular interval or like maybe every day, for instance, if you're coming in for radiation therapy or maybe every two to three weeks as if, you know, when you're getting chemotherapy. And if you're for some people, when you're not actively receiving treatment, it can cause, you know, a lot of discomfort. And like I said, anxiety. And that is something that, you know, when we talk about survivorship and survivorship care plans, that is also something that we try to address with these plans of action. Okay, so let's go a little bit deeper. What are the aspects of survivorship? Essentially, they consist of prevention of new or recurrent cancers, also prevention of late effects of cancer or cancer treatment. It can involve surveillance or routine testing to check for recurrence. It can also involve assessment of treatment of late effects. Next, it is in the coordinated care between providers. And lastly, it is the ongoing planning of follow-up in terms of following up with the physician, physical exams, routine blood work, diagnostic imaging. Those are all of the components of survivorship care. Now let's talk about each one. So prevention. Prevention can involve physical activity, eating well. It can also involve you know, preventing further cancers by having surgery to remove a body part. For instance, when women are BRCA um, positive, so the breast cancer gene when they're positive and they have a prophylactic um, mastectomy. It can also involve taking medicines to alter certain hormones, such as tamoxifen, as well as other types of medications. And it can also involve decreasing tobacco intake or not doing, not smoking at all, as well as decreasing alcohol intake and decreasing the chances of you getting late side effects. So all of that can be involved in prevention. So to summarize, we want to eat well, we want to engage in physical activity, we want to make sure that we are doing some of the things that we know will help us avoid getting certain cancers, like again, not smoking. And it also involves potentially sometimes surgery or medication. Okay, next, what about prevention of late effects of cancer or cancer treatment? One good example of a late effect that can occur after after cancer treatment would be hypothyroidism that can occur after head and neck cancer treatment. So prevention of late effects would be testing for hypothyroidism, knowing that, you know, this is a potential problem and we need to test and, and see if this is, you know, if the hormone levels are off and the patient may potentially have hypothyroidism. So That's also part of the cancer survivorship plan. All right, next, routine testing to assess for any return of cancer. So basically surveillance. And that will typically involve blood tests, such as when we order tumor markers. It can involve diagnostic imaging, such as PET scans, MRIs, 
or CAT scans. And it can also include physical exams or getting a history from the patient and asking pertinent questions regarding headaches or dizziness or bone pain or other symptoms like that. We also want to make sure that cancer screenings are happening as well. We know that if you've been diagnosed with cancer, you can be at an increased risk of getting a second cancer. So we can't always or we can't at all ignore cancer screenings. So even if you've been diagnosed with breast cancer, you still need to be screened for colorectal cancer. Or if you've been diagnosed with lung cancer, maybe you are a gentleman um, with lung cancer and you still need to be screened for prostate cancer. So it's very important that even when you've been diagnosed with cancer that you don't ignore the other possible things that can occur and that you're still getting the appropriate routine cancer screenings at the appropriate time. Next is coordinated care. When it comes to follow-up, we want to make sure that, you know, primary care physicians are involved, not only just the oncologist, but making sure that the primary care physicians or any other individuals are involved in the care of the patient. Because at some point, you may be discharged from your medical oncologist clinic or discharged from your radiation oncologist clinic, and your care may be solely provided by the primary care physician. So survivorship includes coordination of care and making sure that the primary care physician has the appropriate records of any type of cancer treatment that you received. And then finally, we want to include ongoing planning. And what that involves essentially is how often to schedule follow-ups with physicians, making sure that we have an up-to-date medical history as well as an up-to-date medication list. That is all involved in the ongoing planning of care. For different disease sites and the preferences of different physicians, the follow-up can be every month, it can be every three to four months, or it could be every six months. So that's all part of the coordination of the ongoing care with your doctors. And it also includes making sure that we have an up-to-date medication list, a recent medical history, as well as documenting how often scans should be done, etc. All right, let's talk about what a survivorship care plan includes in it. So the survivorship care plan can be a general treatment summary, and it will include the primary care provider's name, surgeon's name, the medical oncologist's name, as well as the radiation oncologist. It will also include the stage of the cancer, when the cancer was diagnosed, whether you had surgery, and if so, when, whether you had radiation and the area that was treated, as well as when the radiation started and finished. And it can also include any type of systemic therapy. So whether that was chemotherapy or hormonal therapy, that is all included in the uh, survivorship care plan. Additionally, there can also be the schedule of upcoming clinical visits, and it will like we've talked about already, it will include the cancer surveillance and um, the appropriate tests that need to be ordered and when they should be done. 
Now, that's a general survivorship care plan. However, we also sometimes will fill out a more specific one. So for instance, if let's say you've been diagnosed with breast cancer, then that survivorship care plan is going to include the information that I mentioned before, including patient name and primary care provider name, as well as Uh, surgeon and medical oncologist and radiation oncologist, but it's also going to include the histology subtype, as well as which breast was affected, as well as whether the cancer was estrogen receptor positive, progesterone receptor positive, or HER2 new positive. It'll also include information about whether the lymph nodes were removed and the type of chemotherapy that was used, such as carboplatin, 5-FU, cyclophosphamide, doxorubicin, methotrexate, so on and so forth. So when you talk about the specific diseases and cancers, if you're doing a survivorship care plan, it can include all of those specific details. And so we also have survivorship care plans for other things like cervical cancer and other things as well. So these plans are generally completed by either cancer navigators or sometimes the physicians or sometimes social workers, and they are given to the patient and they can also be um, sent to the primary care physician or other physicians who are going to be involved in the follow-up care. And what's nice about it is that all of this information is written down, so there's no question about, you know, what needs to happen and when, and, and there's also so, you know, documentation of what was received when it, you know, when the when it came to the chemotherapy or the radiation therapy. So you can see that a lot of this information is really important to make sure that the patient has a good understanding of what happened and what took place. And it's also good for like the primary care physician to have that um, as part of their medical records as well. Okay, so that was a brief summary of survivorship care and survivorship care plans. And I hope this information helped. And again, this is something that a lot of physicians do, but there are some who don't fill out survivorship care plans. But if you are interested in having one, please ask your physician if that's something that you could obtain from them or their office. Now, I did touch upon a few of the things that are involved in prevention. And there's so much that goes into that. And so we're going to be doing some episodes in the future on physical activity and eating well and topics such as that, because I think cancer prevention also is an important part of this podcast that I want to present on and uh, have some fantastic individuals come on the show and, and talk about that. So I will leave you with this information. Again, I hope that this helped. And if you know anybody that could use this information, please pass on the uh, episode information to them. And until next time, be well. Thank you for listening to the Cancer from A to Z podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you subscribed and left a review. And if you know anyone who could benefit from this information, please share the podcast with them. Until next time, I am your host, Dr. Rosalind Morell.